your exclusive home for prop sports. Oh, it's good! It's good! This is Rowan Radio. Connors with the game winner! 89.7 WGLS-FM, Glassboro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your host, Aaron Hook. RowanRadio.com Channel 2, coming to you here, 5.03 p.m., live on this Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. We are here in Glassboro. I'm Aaron Hook. I'm joined alongside Chris DeZillo, Jordan Weisinger, and Aiden Doherty here in the WGLS production studio. And football season is over, guys. It is officially over. We will not see... Another NFL snap for another like two hundred and like eight days, I think it is two hundred nine days. So uh, another snap of NFL football, I should say. Um, and obviously, uh, this episode will be uh, pretty hyper focused on the game last night. We'll dive deep into it. We'll talk about what's next uh, and some other narratives um, that came out of the game last night between the Chiefs and 49ers, Super Bowl 58. First of all, uh, I want to just ask you guys, how was your viewing experience? Um, were the commercials up to standard? Um, and, yeah, just just how was, how was the game for you guys last night? My the, my experience, I think, was uh, it was all right. Um, I'm I'm a big score bug fan. Whenever this, whenever the Super Bowl happens, I the, one of the things I'm most excited for is the new score bug, and I was disappointed. Uh, I think it looks uh, you couldn't tell the difference between that and a, a Hornets Hawks games on a Tuesday night. Um, so I'm disappointed by that. Um, I didn't listen to the game too much, obviously, because when you're with other viewers, you know, you're not really listening in. But I heard, you know, Romo. Uh, the, the the script has flipped on him, uh, the appeal has flipped. But it was it was a great game. I mean, first half I was like, "Yep, here we go." Uh, it, it's fitting that the way this NFL season ends, which was kind of not their best season in recent memory, is going to end in an awful Super Bowl. But Mahomes and even you know the Forty Niners saved the day, and uh, we're able to make a, a great game out of it. And I mean, I was I was getting uh, nervous. I was like, I was like second overtime. I was. There's a lot to talk about in this game, and I'm sure we'll get to it. Jordan. Yeah, I had a good experience. I watched with some buddies. Sam Prince was uh, at my viewing party. <laughs> Rowan Radio Legends. You will hear him very loudly and very clear tomorrow on third and long. Yeah, he's a big Mahomes advocate, rightfully so. Did but, he have uh, the jersey on? No, he did not have it on. I'm like this fraud I have to the, to the right okay, of me. Okay, hold on a second. Why am I a fraud? Because I'm wearing the jersey. Are you a Giants fan? Yes. Why are you wearing the Well, you can jersey? have other players' jerseys. But I ha- can I say it? I had money on them, so I had to take it. It's not that I'm rooting for them. It's also Patrick I mean, I'm rooting Mahomes. for them yesterday, but it's not No, it is a Rasheed Rice jersey or something. Right. Hey, he won the fantasy league, right? You no, could, I mean... Uh, you could say it uh, if I had a like a, like a, like a Darius Tony jersey. I mean, come on. Well, that honestly right. might have been even better. That might have been that might have made you less of a Stop. Le- 
He doesn't he, deserve he it. He is a please. two-time Super Bowl champion ever since leaving the New York football He's sitting Giants. on the couch. All right, but anyway, go ahead, Back Jordan. to my Super Bowl viewing experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, a, I had a pretty fun time. We got some food, you know, some pizza, some wings, some penny vodka in the house. Oh. Penny vodka. It was enjoyable. And uh, the first half felt a lot like Patriots-Rams. You know, Doc was saying that. Um, it did. It felt like it was going to be pretty pretty mid. And I do have to agree on the score bug. <coughs> Why are they putting Ariel font for the score, bro? <laughs> yeah, that was, is ridiculous. It was pretty generic. Yeah. Like, um, I think otherwise the pixelated was like all right, but I prefer the old CBS. Um, I do as well. And, but the second half was pretty cool. The third quarter – Ramped up a little bit. And I said before the fourth quarter that, like, watch this be, like, some historic, like, high-scoring quarter. It wasn't, obviously, a high-scoring quarter, but it definitely added to the game. 19-19 overtime is just a weird score. Like, when was the last time I saw a 19-19 score right. in the NFL? Well, you had the missed, or the, I guess the blocked, but yeah. low-ticked extra point by Moody. Imagine, that, if they make the extra point, Niners are Super Bowl champions. crazy. But, um, yeah, it goes into overtime. A lot of the college football fans at my viewing party cringed when San Fran took the ball first. <laughs> and, yeah, I think it was a pretty a pretty cool outcome. I wasn't really rooting for a side. I feel like whoever won is a cool story either way. As a Giants fan, I didn't really have a dog in the fight. But Mahomes winning a third ring in five years is just insane. Yeah, it was the only – or I'm sorry, it was the second Super Bowl to ever go to overtime. Um and, yeah, obviously there was the new overtime rules uh, implemented. So at the end of the first overtime period with, with the Niners getting the ball first um, in the overtime um, and then obviously kicking that field goal, handing the ball to the Chiefs uh, who went down. And then as the clock in the first overtime period was winding down, I was kind of like – at first I was like, why are they not taking a timeout? But then – uh, CBS, I think it was Roma who did the heavy lifting. He did like a pretty actually like a good job explaining it. Um, and of course that is that it, it would have just carried over into another overtime period, the Chiefs' possession, because you need a stop after a score in overtime to actually win the game. It's not like the period expires and that's the end of the game. So, uh, with under like five seconds left, Mahomes obviously uh, flips it out to Nicole Hardman, who um. Caught two touchdowns in this game for the win, but uh, Chris, I, you know, for you, you are wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey today. Um, he played great. How did you? Uh, how did you enjoy this game between the Chiefs and the Niners? The rematch from uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four. Mine was good. I watched it with uh, Doc and a couple other people from the sports department. Um, nice. Uh, the one thing from this game that we could take away is Patrick Mahomes right now is co- is leading up to Brady. And I and I know it's crazy to say this, but he's he's catching up to Brady. I mean, we can have the conversation. We, we can have it, but he's not there yet. But he's 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 inching. Well, okay. I mean, everybody's kind of catching up to Brady, let's, right? <laughs> In theory, because uh, <laughs> he's not doing anything. Right. So let's so let's start. Lamar Jackson's there. catching up to Brady. Let's start there. Let's start there. <laughs> you know what I mean. So Mahomes <laughs> is now he's now um, a three-time Super Bowl champion. Um. Three-time Super Bowl champ, Patrick Mahomes. Um, three-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time MVP, two-time All-Pro. Um, he is, I mean, in terms of just, if you want to ask me the question, who is the most talented quarterback to ever play the position in the NFL, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. I don't, think, I don't think of anyone else 
I think, and I've said this before, I think Aaron Rodgers maybe throws a, a prettier ball, a better ball. Um, and Aaron Rodgers has had some great moments in his career as well. But this run, especially with Mahomes and the Chiefs, who, you know, at points during the regular season really didn't even look like a playoff team, uh, for them to make this run against, yes, a Miami team that maybe was, you know, a little bit overhyped and, you know, it was a road game for them. But still, tough game to play for Kansas City in that, what, negative 30 degrees or whatever the heck it was. Then to go up against maybe the hottest team in the league in Buffalo on the road, beat them. Then you beat Baltimore, the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, you beat them in uh, on the road as well. And then you play this juggernaut of a San Francisco team um, in the Super Bowl. I, I just think this run by Mahomes maybe has cemented him as like mm-hmm. the goat. Easily, I mean, easily his best run. I mean, like yeah. by far, and it's it kind of reminds you of like yes, he he is still down four rings to Brady, and you know I don't I hate keeping bringing up you know the Mahomes Brady talk, but like this is a run where you're like okay, he might actually find a way to make this a debate by the end of his career, because again, a lot of the, the doubters in the regular season said. You know, this team just doesn't have it. And then, you know, they haven't won. Mahomes never won a road game. Uh, He went to Buffalo, won. Went to Baltimore, won. And then he faced, again, a team like the Niners where, you know, everybody was loving the Niners all season long. And, you know, they were the midseason Super Bowl champions once again. But Patrick Mahomes, and shout out to that defense. I mean, the fact that Patrick Mahomes has a defense like that at his prime age of his career, it's scary because they have – Young linebackers, young corners, Legarius Sneed, Trent McDuffie. I think if 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 you didn't look at Super Bowl MVP as a stat award, I think Trent McDuffie would have been my Super Bowl MVP. Had a heck of a day because I mean he was he saved a touchdown against Debo Samuel down the field. First he got that you know we thought the game was going to be over. I thought I was going to flashbacks to last year's Super Bowl where the Niners were going to pick up a first down and then just run the clock out, kick a field goal, and the game would be over. <coughs> But Trent McDuffie on that third and five, he he made sure Brock Purdy didn't know he was blitzing, and as soon as the ball was snapped, like 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 a you know a fish out of water, he just went right at Brock Purdy, uh, got a piece of the football, and and forced them to kick three, and and it allowed Mahomes to almost actually get a touchdown before the end of regulation, but definitely tie the game, and mm-hmm. they they just have that defense, man, and Chris Jones, I mean, dude. For a guy, I've never seen a better game for a guy that had zero sacks. Like, he genuinely was a menace out there. And that defense is is, is nuts. And Spagnola, he he might be the best. He, he might be reaching GOAT assistant territory. I mean, I that's the thing. Like, he's never going to be a head coach just because it's like no one's really going to ever give him a shot. But he might be the best defensive coordinator, like, yeah. like of all time. I mean, he's what now? Uh, four Super Bowls, right? Three I with the Chiefs, so, yeah. one with the Giants, and um, I mean that Chiefs defense it was just fantastic all season long. And in the in the first half, it was definitely a, a defensive battle. Um, I mean, you know, the Chiefs who didn't score in the second half against Baltimore, they scored three points in the first half here. So I mean, to hold a Patrick Mahomes led team between Baltimore and San Francisco, it's just kind of amazing how a Patrick Mahomes-led offense, even you know with the conversations we've had about them all year, about them not being the most efficient passing offense, obviously they kind of um, 
surge of Rasheed Rice in the second half of the season has been very, very nice for that offense. Um, but to hold them to three points over four quarters was crazy. Uh, and then obviously, you know, we go to overtime with the exchange of late field goals and the Chiefs on that final drive of regulation. I thought, honestly, they were going to do it. I thought they were going to score with like 15 seconds left. And then I really thought Kelsey was going to punch in that last When touchdown. Kelsey was moving like that, so. I was Ooh. like, he might just truck himself all the way into the end zone. And I was like, that would that would be one of the greatest plays in he recent history. He would have needed like a horse tranquilizer to <laughs> relax after that. Yeah. That nuts. Oh, man. And you know, speaking of that, there was the play early on, or I guess not the play, but the uh, camera shot early on in the game of him kind of Going up to Andy Reid, this was after the Pacheco yeah. fumble, uh, and he was upset that he wasn't left in the game. Um, and so he goes over to Andy Reid and kind of bumps into him a little bit, starts yelling, uh, and gets pulled away by a teammate. I, I think, and that has kind of led to conversations of like, Travis Kelsey was out of the game on a run play in the red zone for a reason. And that's because he's not a great run blocker. And it's led to conversations now with him winning his third Super Bowl. And he, I mean, the first half he was, he was quiet, but he ended up having a pretty great game. Um, nine catches for 93 yards. And it's kind of just led to conversations like Travis Kelsey really, and this has been known, but Travis Kelsey really isn't a tight end. He's just a big receiver pretty much. And he's an ultimate like matchup nightmare. Um, and, I mean, yeah, he, he three-time Super Bowl champ for him as well. Um, the Chiefs dynasty, guys, it feels like now you can really call it a dynasty. Three Super Bowls um, in the last five years, and obviously the back-to-back for the first time since the Patriots 20 years back. Uh, I mean, when is this going to end, you know? Like, does it – like, I mean, they should bring – they should have everyone back, I'm pretty sure, or most – yeah, this is a core that's – they just win and they win and they win. That's really all it is. And I saw reports earlier today with Andy Reid, if he was – you know, he would think about what's going to happen. And it was a a quick thought, I guess, because he said he was coming back. I, I think Rappaport reported that earlier. So I – my personal belief, because we saw it with the Last Dance documentary, how long can that Bulls team stay together? I think now that we have it in the modern day, as long as – Mahomes, Kelsey, and Jones, as long as two out of three of them are on the field, Andy Reid should continue coaching this team. I know he's up there in age, but like, how can you walk away from something like this? Obviously, Andy Reid's not going to be able to coach Mahomes his whole career. Mahomes is only 28. How old's Andy Reid? 60-something? He's up there. Um, like you mentioned, Chris Jones is such a game-changer, Doc. Travis Kelsey's the top three tight end of all time. Where, wherever you want to put him, one, two, or three. Yeah. It's just so hard to walk away, and... Until those guys are gone, they're going to continue to win because they, because they can plug and place anybody. They run, they they won with Tyron Matthew. They let him go to the Saints, and they just get guys like Lejarius Sneed. They mentioned Trent McDuffie. It's just they continue to find ways to win, get players to help them win. It's just remarkable. It really is. Yeah, and uh, back to Mahomes. Like Doc, you brought up how you know by the end of his career he can make it like a conversation with Tom Brady, and I guess in that sense it's. You know, I, I just want to get to the bottom of, like, where you guys stand on it. Because when you say GOAT, greatest of all time, people like to take that first letter of the acronym, right, and say greatest. It's like, okay, what is greatness? Does that mean uh, mo- um, 
like accolades? Does that mean just overall career? Or does that mean actual like talent and putting up numbers and just the eye test and stuff like that? So like, I mean, to me, I, I think we can all probably agree. We're all s- smart enough in here. I know you guys are, are smart enough to say that Patrick Mahomes has to be the most talented quarterback ever. Correct. Yeah. I think I, can, I think I can get behind that. We can all agree. Um, and look, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. I do, but I, it's it has to be Mahomes. Has it's to still be. tough though. It's because like, where does Brady rank in like? I mean, Brady most talented because Brady definitely got his back end of his career was he was a lot better. Like with that, because he actually developed like arm strength. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that first year in Tampa, he was fantastic. And like, obviously, Tom Brady. You know, and I think since his departure from Belichick, I think it's been seen that like. You know, Belichick, great defensive mind, but on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Patriots did a very nice job of finding some kind of diamonds in the roughs over the years. Um, but I mean, Brady was the was the Todd in the machine that made everything go, man. Like he was he was the Patriots offense for about twenty years or so. And so like I, I just wanna get your guys kind of opinion. When you say goat, like I don't know. It's just hard to explain because like you know Mahomes is 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 I don't even want to say see like this is weird because I don't want to call him a better quarterback than Brady but it I kind of do at the same time you know mm. they're different and different things it's interesting because I mean they have had like two different careers you know like you mentioned Belichick like Brady was the offensive coordinator Mahomes kind of got to lean on the best play caller of our lives and Andy Reid mm. so it's like how much leniency do we give to pat patrick mahomes how much credit do we give to him versus brady i like i think that the the gap between the two is still very wide but this one just made it you know be like all right you know it's it's no longer just what you mentioned when you're just a mahomes fan trying to stir up some some talks this is kind of like when it almost feels like when lebron won his third ring like he's not there yet, but like if Mahomes can get like the fourth, I think that would be like when LeBron won in Cleveland. Right, but now obviously the additional reign for LeBron, you know, we've we've gotten onto Le- LeBron. Yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's it kind of feels like the same exact thing. <laughs> Luckily, I, I got to experience both of these players in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to experience Jordan, but uh, like. When he won the additional ring with L.A., obviously it was a big boost to his resume and his kind of goat uh, chances or whatever. Um, but, I mean, he's done other things along the way that over time have just kind of cemented himself. I think more people now, and me included, like for years I was like, no, MJ's the goat. doesn't matter what LeBron does. Now I'm kind of like, okay, I don't really know how you could not see LeBron as the, as the best player. Ever. Yeah. Like, maybe MJ had a better career, sits for sits, yes, fantastic. But, like, you know, and I I feel like it is pretty similar with, with Mahomes and Brady. Even though I think even since he retired last year, people have not given Brady the credit maybe. People are like, oh, like, Mahomes is way more talented. It's like, yeah. okay, I mean, Brady. Like people don't know how good Brady was for, like, as long as he was. I mean, Tom Brady threw 50 touchdowns in a season well before Mahomes did, and that yeah. was in a, a pa- an era where they weren't yeah. passing as much. Like, Brady won his third ring, I believe, in 2007, and then he went, like, seven years without a ring. Like, and then he – yeah, and then he – and then he what, – what was it? Oh, 05. 05 was his third? So, 05 was his third. Yeah. And then he went – he didn't win another one until, like, 14. Mm-hmm. So, like – 
that's like a that's like a whole QB's career. And he pretty much had two careers because he won three in his first half and then four in the back half. And people don't realize how long that is. I mean, he like 2014 almost felt like was going to be the maybe his last ring. And he won three more. And I think that's it's so hard to win in this league. And that's why it's so impressive that the Chiefs have done it the way that they have now three times over the last five years. And even when they had Alex Smith, they were still winning games consistently and getting to the playoffs. But they've done it, and it's hard, man. It's it's going to be tough. Legacy talk is, is heating up, though, and that's all you're probably going to hear this offseason because there's not much else to talk about the Chiefs. Like at the Niners one, you would have heard a lot of different narratives like and multiple narratives, but now it's pretty much just Mahomes, Brady, and Mahomes, Montana talk, Mahomes, Manning, and yeah. all them. Chris, um, I'm sorry. So, um, what I was gonna say was, yeah. As much as the narrative that as we hear with with Brady with Brady Mahomes, as much as the gap is from seven to three, Brady earlier in his career was pretty was, as we all know, as we all know, was really really good. But with uh, Mahomes and um, like I, I think, I think the debate is like again, Mahomes at this point. I mean, he's twenty eight, and he's he's got three Super Bowls, three times Super Bowl MVP. Um, it, it's just it's an it's a very interesting debate because of how much Mahomes has left to accomplish, and like, do you want to kind of just crown him as the goat now? What are you guys laughing about? Um, yeah, now you have to tell me. Oh, okay. they're asking me a question. No, you're in trouble. Doctor showed me a uh, Twitter meme of uh, Jersey pointing at himself, saying McColl when he heard his name in the playoff. Dude, play call. all right, McColl Hardman <laughs> was. <laughs> I want to ask you if I told you in July McCall Hardman catches a go-ahead touchdown. Yeah, I know you would. I'm dude, losing I saw a, my mind. I saw a Jets fan like McCall Hardman like, game winning so touchdown bro. in Super Bowl Fifty. Yeah, I know. I saw that same one. It's like, it's like August 2023. McColl Hardman. Wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh man, um, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I'll add on to the uh, yeah. the goat talk. I guess I understand the hype from Holmes. Obviously, he's done things only three quarterbacks have ever done: win three Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, three rings. What is it? Montana, Brady, and Mahomes. Right? That's it. Uh, that was his stat last night. So to do what? What? Say that again. Win three rings. Uh, and get two Super Bowl, three Super Bowl, or at least two minimum okay. uh, Super Bowl MVPs, something yeah, like that. Montana, four Super Bowls, three M- three MVPs. Yeah. But I think when it comes to the GOAT talk, I think it's a lot of recency bias because I remember during the 2020 Super Bowl when Mahomes lost, the first thing they talked about in the postgame on NFL Network was, is he ever going to catch Brady? And he only had one at that point. So I think a lot of time people will see the talent of a quarterback and instantly put them in a higher upper echelon of – quarterback play and at this point i think he's up there i think he's top 10 100 but when it comes to goat talk top 10 yeah in terms of what talent no like all accolades longevity when all of it right i in mean in terms of all-time skill you're right he's the greatest to ever touch so, the field but in terms of goat talk i think all of it comes into play i think you need to be good for like a um a long time like tom brady he played 21 22 seasons something like that yeah and he was good every single year he won seven rings. He was never out of it. Mahomes is on that trajectory. If he plays 15 more seasons and does the same thing, he'll probably be the GOAT if he ends up getting six or seven rings. Um, I think a lot of other people 
take out some of these quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and John Elway because they didn't win more than three. Some of these guys won two, like Peyton Manning and um, Elway, they won two. Brees won one. Um, I think they like to take them out because they haven't had the success Mahomes has had in the first six years of his career. But let's say Mahomes never wins another Super Bowl from here on out, and he just he still plays right. to a Hall of Fame trajectory. Where do you put him all time? I think a lot of people like to assume he's going to throw for 80,000 yards in his career and 500 touchdowns. He's well on his way, but currently, with his current accolades, his current stats, he's, a top, he's in the range of... I think he's around fifth or sixth for me because I would, I would put Brady over him. I would put Montana over him. I put Rodgers over him simply because he has four MVPs mm-hmm. and he's like, he was the most skilled quarterback in quotes before Mahomes took the field. Right. Um, and I think I'd put Manning over him as well because it's, it's Peyton Manning. Some people argue him to be the greatest of all time because I think he was a better quarterback than Brady was. If you, if we're talking about pure quarterback play, mm-hmm. and there's some definitely some people you can argue. Um, I think Mahomes with this ring has passed John Elway. Um, Dan Marino, I don't think was ever in that conversation simply because he never won. Uh-huh. I think when Mahomes won last year, that put him over Marino. And I think there's some guys I ha- I'm on the fence with uh, when it comes to all time. Um, I think one of those guys is Drew Brees because he has the second most passing yards of all time. He was never the greatest quarterback of his time, but that was simply because he was in an era of Brady and Manning and Rodgers and Favre for a little bit. And, and those guys. So, mm. Drew Brees did win one Super Bowl. It's hard to compare when Mahomes has this success, but right. that's my reason to why Mahomes is in the middle range of 1 to 10. So, here's a comparison. Tom Brady, through his first six seasons as a starter versus Mahomes' first six seasons as a starter. So, Brady played in 96 games, started in 94. Mahomes also 96 games. So, same amount of games here. Two more starts for Mahomes. Um, Brady was seventy and twenty four. Mahomes was seventy four and twenty two. That's yeah, pretty crazy. They're, the starts to Brady and Mahomes and the Chiefs and the Patriots is almost identical to a T. So Brady through his first six seasons as a starter, twenty one thousand yards, twenty one thousand five hundred yards, hundred forty seven touchdowns, seventy eight picks, um, and a QB rating eighty eight point four. Mahomes. His first six seasons, 2,800 yards, 219 TDs, 63 pitches, QB rating 103.5. So, I mean, Brady obviously, you know, the year after, I'm, so basically the, the season after the last season that was included in all that was his MVP season where he threw 50 touchdowns. So obviously that'll help. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh, three years later, he also won another MVP. Um, I also know a lot of people um, when it comes to the Brady versus Mahomes talk because they, they get to play. And usually you mentioned the LeBron MJ. Well, no, they did play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought you said they didn't play. Oh, okay. my I'm bad. sorry. No, I'm I said sorry. they did. Um, but when it comes to, like, you compare LeBron and MJ, they never played against each other, and they uh-huh. had two separate, two entirely separate eras. I know Brady started in the early 2000s, but he was still in his prime in the late 2010s like, yeah he was he had his best season in his first year in tampa when he won the super bowl arguably yeah it was great it was or great. the year after that where he threw like five fifty three hundred yards something yeah, like that yeah he did they get they played against each other and when they were both in their prime so when you the reason why i take those comparisons uh to heart when they played each other more than other people because they think it's a stupid argument if you look back at it on who's the goat number one all-time quarterback 
and that they both have similar stats. Brady beat him in the AFC Championship. Brady beat him in the Super Bowl. Brady handed him his first ever regular season loss. I mean, Mahomes would have to really surpass Tom Brady in a, in some things for him to like. Mahomes said it himself yesterday too. Like Brady will always have that Super Bowl win over him, and mm-hmm. I think so that's something people forget. And there's a lot of recency bias in my opinion. So Chris, let me ask you, and then we'll move on to the 49ers. Um, <laughs> I know we're very pumped up to dunk oh, on oh, the 49ers. Oh yeah. Today. I'm like it's like the the Chalmers Cole uh, James uh, dunk right now. Well, Chris goes first, obviously. Right now. It's just insane. Norris Cole mentioned on offsides. Um, so Chris, what does Mahomes have to do at this point in your in your this is straight up your opinion? What do you think he has to do to, I guess, surpass Brady in the eyes of like the majority? What would he have to do? He'd probably have to win like. Five more Super Bowls probably, and get gain a lot of yards obviously, but but it's it's hard in this age to win back to back to back to back multiple Super Bowls in a row, mm-hmm. and to build like another another dynasty. But realistically, you would have to form another dynasty and win probably like f- four or five Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I would have to say. So if he gets to so he's at three, if he let's say he ends his career with five. I don't think so. You ha- you have to win more mm-hmm. Super Bowls than Brady because Brady set the set the set the standard at seven. Right, that's true. And I I think when you look at the context of each Super Bowl, like obviously the head to head with Mahomes is big, but you know obviously what Brady has done um, in other Super Bowls has been fantastic as well. The twenty eight to three comeback is right. is is the top of the list. Now, how do we feel about the fact that? Um, like Mahomes to this point has played in four Super Bowls and he's won three, right? Yeah. Now Brady obviously um, has the Super Bowl losses on his resume as well. Um, so like, if Mahomes ends his career like let's say five out of six, does that play a factor, Doc? I think it actually makes him like worse in a sense uh, not that like i want what, you to lose he, more he, super bowls he didn't get there as yeah much. i think like and i, I it's I kind of how i see the jordan lebron debate and maybe i'm biased as a lebron fan but it's like getting there is still an accomplishment like i'd rather get there than losing the wild card i like you know maybe emotionally i don't but that's how you build a winning culture and brady got there how many times what like 10 11 uh i believe it was 10 I want to say he lost. Three. Uh, I want to say he lost three, but two Giants, one Eagles. Yes. So, yep. see, like to me, that's a big accomplishment. I don't think that should be held against you because you lost in a big game, and just because you, you know, had a good Super Bowl record, uh, doesn't and you have less rings doesn't mean you're, you know, should be looked at better all time. But again, it's going to be an interesting to, thing to kind of keep track of as the years go on. But you know, you mentioned earlier, like how long can this thing keep going? That's my biggest fear with this Chiefs team. You know, this look, any ring can be your last ring. Nobody should take winning, especially in the NFL, for granted. Yeah. Because look, you look, Travis Kelsey's getting up there. Chris Jones is up there. They gotta pay him as well. And uh, you know, with the way their GMs have been you go their GM has been going around, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they let go of like Jarius Sneed this offseason or something, because they always seem to be not making the smartest moves. They draft well, but signing not the smartest moves, but 
Andy Reid's also retirement possibly. Like you could be seeing like the Chiefs almost have that gap that Brady had that I mentioned earlier, like that six year, seven year gap without a Super Bowl. because um, that's just, you know, the way it works in the NFL. It's it's hard to win. Yeah. Well And the, the Chief, Niners know all about that. Oh, they sure do. We'll <laughs> we'll get into the Niners now. Just wanted to tell you guys, in case you guys missed this, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey ate chicken fingers at 5 a.m. in a Vegas nightclub after his Super Bowl win. Uh, I'm reading too. this on People Magazine. They also have a related article of, of every photo we have of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Every single picture. <laughs> um, and while there is no word on what condiments accompany the chicken, <laughs> perhaps a dollop of seemingly ranch. Ranch is good. Ranch oh is superior. God. Ranch is superior. Mm. Um, also from earlier, we had to have conversations about, um, Pene Vodka. Mm. Top three. Top three. Arguably. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll let Jordan take, take this one away. Um, I, <laughs> what's the argument? Ch- uh, vodka, Pene, uh, Pene Vodka. What about mm. it? Where does it rank all time? In what? Like sides, main meal? It has to be I'm not the biggest... I like, you yeah, talk to both of us. Yeah, you, can yeah, talk, you can talk to the Italian. Yeah, this is not Mahomes right? versus Brady. I'm no, just asking wait, 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 I'm so asking you where what, the dish ranks all time. Okay, I'm personally I don't I'm not a big pasta fan. I just mentioned it was in the room because I know most people like oh, penny vodka. Okay, all right, we're done. Top wait, wait, I'd say, doesn't wait, like wait, pasta. No, no more money. Talk Jordan. to the Italian. No what are you an alien? How about the Italian? Oh, I don't like pasta. What do you not like ice cream either, dude? Hey, you know what, buddy? You're a Jets fan. I don't want to hear you talk, all right? What? I'd rather be a Jets fan than uh, eat and then have. Watching Hartman last night honestly was a little annoying. I was pretty pissed. Chris, where does Penny Vodka rank all time? <sighs> top three, top two, man. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's like yeah, you gotta have. You throw chicken in there. You throw oh shrimp my, in there. I, Ooh, I was just so about good. to say. Oh my god, it's so good. Now I got mm. now I got you hungry. Mm. Um. But okay, do we want to move on to because we are going to end a bit early today, um, oh probably in about my. fifteen minutes. Um, yeah. So let's get into the the losing side, the opposing side, San Francisco Forty Niners. Um, it was a great regular season for them, and you know the two <laughs> comeback playoff wins were very nice. But uh, it, it's just something about them, and with Kyle Shanahan, man. There's just some signs, and I think he obviously the job security there is is not a question, um, but it's like there were reports that players on the 49ers didn't or weren't aware of the overtime rules, and there were a couple of decisions down the stretch that kind of made you sh- kind of scratch your head. Like Shanahan is a great offensive mind, we know this, but there are just some areas where, as a head coach in the Super Bowl, which He's been to now multiple times as a head coach, um, where you just you just have to have it down, and it seems like he just kind of misses some of the finer details sometimes. And he just, uh, again, this trend with his career doc continues that he just cannot win the the big one. Like when he gets to that stage, he just can't do it. Yeah, and he's gotten to them, gotten to it three times, and uh, yeah. you know, obviously only two as a head coach, and all three of the Super Bowls he's been up ten. I mean, last night it was a little bit early. It was earlier than the other two. It was just ten nothing uh, in the before halftime. But 
you know, it's still, you know, a lead that you really can't let go. And, and the offense just, it went away, man. And, and Brock Purdy is, he's fine. I, I don't really have any bad things to say about him. Was he perfect? No, but he, it's what. I thought he played well. It's what I imagine Brock Purdy plays like if you just don't lie to yourself about whether you think he's, you know, the right. next coming or you think he's just a bum and carried by the offense. Because one thing I will say is this San Francisco 49ers weapon room, disappointing. I mean, just disappointing. I mean, Juwan Jennings had to Ju- Juwan Jennings almost won Super Bowl MVP <laughs> with a team with Christian McCaffrey. Well, Christian McCaffrey played great. McCaffrey he's the, he's did the one. He's well, the one yes. I really can't uh, say anything about. But Ayuk, um, Ayuk actually. Do you remember this play where you know Purdy kind of threw it up in the back of the end zone and Ayuk Ayuk of, just kind of stopped running. Right. And it's like why? Like yeah, it might have still been overthrown, but it's like why are you stopping? Um, in the middle of your route. And then, you know, Debo Samuel had struggles all night. You know, Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie, you know, they had him in Alcantrass. I mean, they, he was he was in jail. I mean, they were doing celebrations all night. They were they were putting their hands behind their back, doing the, the seatbelt celebration. I was like, man, the way Debo Samuel, like, you know, he's one of those guys that gets up for these type of games. You know, his two Super Bowls have been disappointing. I mean, he... I, he has like 78 yards, I think, in his two Super Bowls combined. And, you know, like Nelson Aguilar I saw had more in one game than Debo had in two. And then you get down to George Kittle. I mean, what happened? We were, This guy was in Travis Kelsey talks. And he's supposed to be passing Kelsey by now because he's in, supposed to be in the prime of his career. And he does nothing. And, you know, Brock Purdy played great, but... You know, that offensive line was hard. I mean, at the back end, like, the, remember the last play where... Um, it was the third and five in overtime before they kicked the field goal. And, and that was when McDuffie came in. Yeah. Correct? Oh, no, that was when Chris Jones came in. Oh, right. Yeah, the, okay. I, I meant the one in overtime. There was, yeah, that, that third and five before the mm-hmm. fourth quarter closed. Um, why are why is, why are you – when you yeah, he's, when teams are blitzing, you usually let the free rusher come from the right side. He's, Chris and Jones they let the free rusher come from right down Main Street. Uh, and, and it's Chris Jones. Yeah, it's Chris Jones. Who's like, just completely unlocked. The, like, you're supposed to, like, block down and let, like, Karloftis, who I think was on the edge at the bottom of the screen, he's supposed to be the one that goes because Purdy can see him. But you let Chris Jones in. And, dude, Purdy had, like, three touchdowns. But he couldn't get the ball away because he had Chris Jones in his face. He had Kittle on, on a flat route, like, on a little, like, delay block. He had, you know, Juwan Jennings, who... Oh man, Juwan Jennings was about to win Super Bowl MVP if, if they just blocked Chris Jones for another half second. The agenda would have been. Crazy. I know it would have been. It would have been a little. I little, mean, he threw a touchdown and caught yeah. one. I mean, that's pretty worthy. And so. then, and then, yeah, and then you know, it, it's just tough, man. Kyle Shanahan, I, he can't get it done. It reminds me of early uh, Andy Reid. Um, yeah, true. You know, Andy Reid couldn't win with the Eagles, and then he went over to Kansas City, and now look at him now. I wonder if you know Kyle Shanahan might follow the same path. I think it's going to be very hard for them to fire. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, because it took a lot for the Eagles to fire Andy Reid, you know, and a lot of the fans didn't like it. So I think he'll be there probably until he wants to go. But it's just he reminds me of early Andy Reid. Just seems like you know, you kind of feel bad for him because it feels like it's not always his fault, but he he controls some of these mishaps. I mean, he didn't really scheme anybody open last night. If it, it felt like. And, you know, they had bad uh, blocking schemes for the Chiefs. I mean, Spagnola ran circles around Kyle Shanahan, and it's just tough, man. Three Super Bowls where he blew a 10-point lead. I I, I just don't know what to say about it. And it sucks because he could be going down as one of the greatest coaches of all time and maybe the greatest, but 
Right now, he has a whole a big stain on his uh, resume. Yeah, uh, I think you know him and Midvay were kind of in the same realm as younger guys um, with great football minds, and obviously Shanahan coming from a football family. Um, but yeah, I mean Midvay got his Super Bowl, uh, and so Shanahan's still searching for his. The, at this point, the Niners are right now the betting favorites, though, to win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, um, I don't really think they're going anywhere. Because they still have that core together. They do have some free agents. But for the most part, they have maybe two years at the most, maybe yeah. three, before they have to pay some guys. Right. Ayuk's like, a free agent coming up. And I feel like, Doc, how he mentioned with the um, comparisons to Andy Reid in Philly, if Shanahan can't win in the next few years with this core, they're going to have to build it down to build it up again. And I don't know if... He's going to want to stick around for that long. I feel like they're being opening somewhere else where they have a core stabilized. Maybe Miami at some point realizes that, you know, their guy isn't that guy because they, they can't seem to win the big game at all either. And mm-hmm. um, obviously the Dolphins head coach comes from the Shanahan coaching tree. He was their offensive coordinator. So there could be situations where that opens up for Kyle Shanahan to go somewhere. But right now I feel like, it's a bit of maybe he could have called a little late game plays better and a mixture of, hey, if Purdy hits some of these guys in the end zone, if IU continues to run, if Jimmy G doesn't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders, um, if he calls better plays in the Super Bowl where Brady came back 28-3, to they run the ball a little more, they get literally one one point, they win that Super Bowl. It's just it's a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda, and I don't think – He's on the hot seat at all, but I think he's going to play out the rest of this core. I and I'm watching the play now, um, on the third and uh, I think it was third and seven, um, where Jones comes unblocked. It's just I just don't get the because the Chiefs basically have they have a what's it a three man front with the linebacker kind of showing blitz. He actually does come down. Also, you have Justin Reed coming down mm-hmm. to blitz. But then, I don't know, something weird happened. So, you have Chris Jones on the right side, and Reed comes in from behind them on, like, a stunt. So, you have – here, let me back this up, sorry. You have the center pull over to the left, and he's like – so you have a double team with the mm. with the, with the the two guards, actually, on the linebacker coming through the middle. Yeah, you got to block down. I man. don't understand. The center, 64, moves over to the left to help on a double team, but – the guy blocking is Trent Williams. Like, does he really need help on? No. You know, and then like they should have. That should've... leaves the tackle one on one with Chris Jones, and that's how he comes free out of because the play. I... Out of the play action, Jones just basically yeah. gets his gets his hand up and gets his arm on Purdy, and he actually had Jennings open. Yeah. And it looks like if he hits him there, he can turn and run in for a touchdown. So it's just tough because again, all you gotta do is block down there. I mean. If you get Chris Jones, like, again, if Carl Loftus comes off the edge free, I mean, you have Kittle over there to chip him as well. Like, just bump him as he goes to his route. And, you know, the problem with this, they didn't block down, and the tackle was confused. He was left in no man's land. He didn't know who to go out and get. You know, if he had to go out and reach out for Carl Loftus or he had to, mm-hmm. you know, crash down for, you know, Chris Jones. So somebody messed up there, and, you know, I watched it earlier, or maybe I got to watch it again, but I think I remember it's like it's probably the right guard's fault. I mean, there's no reason to – Go all the way down, double Nick Bolton on a blitz. Yeah, they're doubling Bolton, the linebacker. First of all, I mean, they're lucky that, honestly, honestly, they're lucky that um, 74 comes away from the double team because 
even if you have Jones blocked, I mean, I get maybe it's a good matchup there, but you also have Justin Reed coming in right behind them. So if Reed just leaps up, gets his, gets his arms in the air, that could be disruptive as well. It was a good play call by the Chiefs. Obviously, Spads likes to like to lights the blitz and mitts in all these stunts and whatnot. But you know, for Brock Purdy and the 49ers, um, I just you know what's next for them? They, mm. they they basically all on their the only thing on their agenda now as an organization is just. You gotta prove everyone wrong. You need to win the damn thing. Like at some point in the next two to three years, like Jordan said before, you know the the roster just gets too expensive, and you kind of have a ramp situation where you kind of slowly break down. They've obviously kept pieces of the core that one with Cobb and Stafford, but you it's know, hard to see, man. Look, it's hard to win in the NFL, and they they almost have so many stars that it hurts them that they don't get like great players like the Chiefs on like, you know, 7 million a year. It's like all their players are like 20 million dollar players at the top. And and then you know, when that Purdy contract starts to set in when they'll probably pay him next offseason, you know, it, it could get real ugly. I mean, it's it's going to be I, you know, it's hard to be like you don't know if they'll ever get back here, but people have truly always kind of like talk about sports like, "Oh, they'll be back here." And then they don't. Like, that's just the way sports work, especially in the NFL. And it's hard to see them, you know, possibly come back there with the way they have Nick Bosa on, like, $34 million a year. That's set the check-in, uh, I think, next year. They have Javon Hargrave. They're paying $20 million a year who really did nothing all playoffs. Like, they they got they – got pro- they always have the problem at the opposite edge of Nick Bosa. Then, you know, they trade for Chase Young. He didn't really do anything. He got a sack last night, but I was shocked when I saw Chase Young get a sack, <laughs> with all due respect to him. Um, but, you know, they, they have problems. And, you know, ro- the roster construction, it's great because they're good at the top. But they have a lot of weak points. I mean, Jardavius Ward is your best corner, and he's not bad. But, you know, outside that, they had Jair Brown, who I, I loved him at Penn State. He's starting in the Super Bowl. He got a pick on Mahomes. But, you know, this is who you're starting. You're starting a Gibson, I believe, senior. And, and, and it's like that's not really who you want to be starting. And, yeah. and Gibson senior allowed that big play to McCall Hardman. Luckily, you know, Pacheco fumbled it. But, like, this is they have they have clear holes. And, you know, their offensive line outside Trent, Trent Williams is getting older. A lot of people think he might consider retirement, you know, maybe even this offseason. It's just hard to win in this league. And, and the Niners, I feel like – I really thought that this was like their year, and I, that's what I was worried of as an Eagles fan that this was going to be, you know, like the, the, a lot of their players are at the best point in their career. Purdy's not bad, um, but they they didn't they didn't put it together, and once again, going home empty-handed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you know, Eagles, the Eagles and the Forty ers Doc, I believe you've said it's it's a rivalry. Yeah, they've now they've now made it one. Uh just because I mean when you're two good teams at the top of the conference, you're just naturally a rivalry, but these two teams have well it's mostly the Niners talking trash about the Eagles, but you know, you can see that like the Eagles probably will care about this matchup, you know, going forward. And I mean, I I just the last thing is, you know, for the Niners who you know, again, had the lead at halftime and all this. Like, how do you move forward? Like, do they do they go out and try and like tighten some? I mean, I I I guess the defense would be where you would try and add. I mean, you do have studs on that end, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, like, they, they, like you mentioned, in the secondary, perhaps try and get younger maybe yeah. through the draft. Or, they they they're they're like 
historically like awful at drafting like day two, like day two, you know, like round two, round three. And that's like where the Chiefs have stepped up because that's where I believe they got Bolton. Um, I believe that's where they got Legereus Sneed. Like that's what separates Super Bowl winners and, and just great teams. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's what you got to do. And it's just it's, – it's crazy, man, because the Niners look – they got two straight years of fully healthy uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and they didn't take advantage did. of it. Like, did. fully healthy. Like, he wasn't even banged up. Offensive player of the year this year. And, you know, like, they didn't take advantage. They've, they, they've been very healthy, you know, this year and, and last year. But outside, you know, the party and, and the quarterback situation, like, and they just weren't able to take advantage of it. And it's like, when are you going to get that again? Because when you're playing in February, a lot of times, you know, you see a lot of injuries the next season. I mean, you saw it with the Eagles. They got banged up pretty early. And you see it with pretty much every team in the Super Bowl that, played in the mid-February so I, I can't believe they didn't take advantage of it and it, it's it's just crazy man uh, they're getting you know their best players are getting older with Trent Williams and yeah and a lot of their contracts are going to start to set in so Chris uh, for San Francisco what do you think they try and do you know obviously with the group they have I mean they're right now they are the betting odds to win the Super Bowl in that tier so I, there's not too much but just some fine tuning, and obviously, I mean, some of the, just the just the coaching mistakes by Shanahan. Um, you know, I thought Steve Wilts defensively last night called a pretty good game. It's just when you're playing Mahomes, it's it's tough. But like, what what are some things they have to do? Knowing is there anything they have to do, or do they really just do do they need kind of like um some bounces to go their way in, oh. in, in one of these Super Bowls? <laughs> I want to ask you guys a question. Would you draft another linebacker to replace Greenlaw? I'm saying I know he's up with ACL injury. Right, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, Dre Greenlaw. He's out with an injury with trying to go on the field. Would you go out and get a linebacker? I, I know that's not their biggest concern. Their biggest concern would be secondary. Well, he was obviously a big missing piece right, right down the stretch. Um, I, I think San, I think, think San Fran is deep enough to where if you can get him back at some point during the season, you don't really need to go out and priori- prioritize drafting a uh, linebacker. But well, if he pulls an Aaron Rodgers, he could be back before training camp, <laughs> right? Torn Achilles. I guess hypothetically, yeah. But if you're San, Four, three yeah. months, baby. If you're, if you're San Fran, I guess it depends on whether you resign Ayuk and you prioritize signing some of these other guys that are going to be walking. I think they're good enough to definitely get back to the conference championship game. It just depends on the talent around the rest of the NFC. If the Eagles bounce back defensively, if the Cowboys don't choke, if Jordan Love takes that next step. But in the meantime, I don't think they should really prioritize doing anything. Just take the best player they possibly can get at their spot. Um, so last thing before we go here. Um, so the Super Bowl 58 logo had purple and red in it, and people were suspecting that. That meant Ravens Niners, although it did end up Chiefs and um, and Niners. That was always a stretch to begin with. <laughs> this, the Super Bowl Fifty Nine logo, however, has the Mardi Gras in it. Wait, where is it? I think it's red and green. With the Mardi Gras uh, yes. logos in the LV. I guess one thing, I'm real quick, because I I've asked around after the game last night. What's your guys? And this is based off your own judgment. What's going to happen in free agency? What's everyone's Way too early Super Bowl predictions for next year. Uh, well, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm biased. And I do think that they can get back with a couple good moves, but I think it's going to be Eagles. And then mm, it's hard not to pick against the Chiefs again. 
But I'm going to be a little bit different. I think the Bengals get back to the dance. And I think it's going to be Eagles-Bengals in New Orleans. And Lil Wayne will be performing at halftime. <laughs> wow. He's from he's from the area, so it would be a perfect – but, you know, the NFL is probably going to mess it up. So. so I actually have the script. And I'll tell you guys okay, right baby. now. I'll tell you guys now. So <laughs> – so the is, Chiefs are going. Vodka on the, side the Chiefs too? are going seventeen and zero next year. This, oh my God. The Niners actually no 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry I messed it up. The Chiefs are going sixteen and one. Their only loss will be to the Niners in the regular Here season. Uh, the Niners are going to run the table in the NFC. They're going to play the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Um, it's going to be fifty to fifty, three overtimes. Uh, Jake Moody seventy yarder to win it. Uh, and then in the AFC. The uh the Chiefs are going to uh they're gonna they're gonna win again next year. So the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl next year. Really? Um, you you said you were biased before going in. Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl next year, and then Super Bowl sixty. <laughs> Sam Super Bowl, comes Super Bowl back si- to the Jets and he wins them a ring. <laughs> oh, actually, I forgot about that part of the script. Darnold actually does play in the Super Bowl next year because uh, Purdy. Purdy uh, marries Anna Fry, and then <laughs> is she fourteen? All right, all right. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> I was trying to get to the fact that what's Aaron Rodgers leads the Jets to a Super Bowl victory in Santa Clara, Super Bowl sixty two years from now. What's your uh, prediction? An hour next away year? from his hometown, and the Jets win Super Bowl sixty. What's your prediction? Prediction next year. Um. I'll go Niners and uh, I mean the Eagles. The bad. Eagles to me, Doc, they're talented enough. I just think the coaching is an issue. You know what I mean? That's that's the yeah, only. Yeah, I agree. Why, I, I mean, like I agree. I think you know they made a good hire with Kellen Moore. I'm excited about it. Vic Fangio, I think is like I think he has a good four. I'm worried about like when he faces you know the Mahomeses of the world and, but I will say. The Eagles won their first Super Bowl in the Vikings stadium, and that was like a, a rivalry between two non-division opponents in the conference. So we're setting up for the Eagles to win a Super Bowl in the 49ers stadium, and the script is there. We're just going to go on a, a tour. No, no, no. It's in New Orleans. Not no, yeah, but I meant like because okay, you okay. mentioned one or two. We'll go, it's well, our, it's our mean, back-to-back. I, I know the script. It's, it, it's the, our back-to-back. The Chiefs are winning. Dude, I forgot Jake anyway. Moody hit a 70-yard field yeah. goal in, third, in the third overtime to beat us. Shucks. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> is bonkers a genuine question though aaron if san fran were to win last night how would you feel about sam darnold super bowl champion? i would be i would have been i actually completely forgot he existed last night but <laughs> but during the week like i posted on my story and everything like he said like he wanted to he always like envisioned going to the super bowl with the jets if if they won last night i would have been very happy for sam sure, i, sure I would have been Johnson very happy the same thing I, look yeah. man i mean the jets <sighs> to me, the difference between him and Zach is that Zach was just bad. I think the Jets legitimately did ruin Sam Darnold. Like they just didn't give him much help at all when he clearly did have talent and he did have traits. Zach Wilson was just kind of a prospect that I think they fell in love with prematurely. Played at a mid-major school or whatever you want to call it, and didn't really play anybody during that season. So, um, what about you, Chris? What's your prediction? Uh, yeah, so yeah. We see Eagles, Chiefs, and Chiefs are running back. Ooh, okay. so Chiefs three P, huh? Yeah. Mine might be a little unpopular. Uh, Giants versus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, the Giants and uh, uh, the yeah, Bills. Gi- uh, no, the Giants are making it for another men- millennium. Okay, no. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the headliner for the Super Bowl halftime show. Here okay. we go. 
Dua, Dua Lipa. That's my hot take. Not T Swizz. How is T Swizz not going to be the halftime next? I don't know. Should be Anyways, Con- it should be Kanye. That will never All happen. Right, we're gonna end it there. Okay, wait. Let me get what? my prediction in. What's wrong with that? It might be a little unpopular. There's for the a lot NFC wrong with side. Kanye. I have the Chiefs repeating. I was going to say Baltimore thinking about it, but I can't trust Lamar to win that big game, and I think the Chiefs will really try mm-hmm. to get a wide receiver one in the offseason. So I have the Chiefs going back. Okay. My NFC champion next year, the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, ew, that's gross. I feel like the Lions have a better chance. They're going to bounce. I think they're really going to build up that defense in the offseason. Their offense is really good. I trust Stafford. I trust McVay. Rams, Chiefs, the Super Bowl that we should have seen in 2019 didn't happen. Right. It's going to happen next year. Book it. And the winner, the Giants come in at halftime. The whole stadium gets blown up. Oh no! What's happening? The uh, the Rams are leaving the field. <laughs> How are we gonna play the second half? Kurt Warner takes the field. Now we're getting a dirty look from outside the studio. Right then, we're supposed to leave. All right, we're gonna end it there. Don't know what this was. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Mahomes is the goat. Chris DeZillo, Jordan Weisinger, Aiden Doherty, with Aaron Hook here on Offsides Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't miss it. Um, Jack Miller hosting on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your Monday evening, everyone. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.